Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Bottom Line. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Austin Sports Talk Leader. AM 1300 The Zone. Let's go! The dawn of a new day in the greatest city in America. Greatest college town in America. Austin, Texas, baby. Love our college students. Of course, they never leave. Why would they? Harbaugh Harge is here. What's up, Chip Brown? How you doing, my brother? Off the rails on a Thursday. Salty Sweeney is here. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Did you get the pictures I sent you? Oh, yeah. Those oh, yeah. are those those are impressive. Those are impressive. We have pictures of Dak Prescott on Halloween as a football player who is beat to hell, <laughs> wrapped in all kinds of uh, medical tape, and his girlfriend is a sexy Florence Nightingale or something. Yeah, she's Red Cross something. He's helping him with his vaccine, man. It's time for your vaccine, Dad. She's a nurse in knee-high hooker boots. <laughs> there you go. Hey, there's a lot of benefits on being on the injured reserve list. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is missing Dak. Yes. Shut the f- up, Mike! Everyone <laughs> my, my is bad. missing bad. Dak. Injured reserve list. Because the Cowboys' quarterback situation the last four years has been Dak Prescott. This year, it's been Dak Prescott, Andy Dalton, Ben DiNucci. And now, can we get an answer on whether it's going to be Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush? Dude, how long have you been doing this? You know we cannot give out our secrets so they can prepare for both. Oh, my God. <laughs> they got to prepare for you both. sound like Gary Patterson. I can't. Uh, Gary, is that kid out for the season? <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell our opponent that. This uh, I saw the kid in, like, a boot, crutches, a neck brace. Yeah. That cracks me up. Every week on the Big 12 coaches call, someone will ask Gary Patterson about a player being injured. Gary's like, I'm not giving that out. <laughs> well, I mean, so our opponents can prepare. Smart, man. He's smart. GP. He wants y'all to keep guessing. GP got himself a win over Baylor last week. Yep. Yep. Now he's, now he's trying to trying to rally the troops one more time. They are How you feeling about your guy Gary Patterson, man? I know you're trying to figure out what's going on in in Fort Worth. But Gary's Gary's gotta get this thing going, bro. Is he gonna be able to turn it around? Cause I had Gary. I had Gary at five wins. We'll be all right. So stay in that stay in that range, Gary. You had him at five wins? I had him at five wins this year. I don't believe that they I, I thought they could have won more, especially when they got uh Max Duggan back from his from his COVID stuff and making sure that he was okay. And then he comes back and beats Texas. And then the next week they lay an egg. 
And then they beat Baylor. And let's see what they got now. They got Texas Tech. How you feeling about them against Tech? I mean, I kind of like what Tech has going, but their defense is so bad. So they're running the ball well too. Tech is. Tech is moving the ball on the ground. But Gary and that Henry Columbus helped him. Well, he he moves be, around. Yeah. He doesn't turn it over as much as except for last week against Oklahoma. Oh boy, he he was looked like he was running in mud last week against Oklahoma. Oh, you got Ramondre Stevenson and Ronnie Perkins back, and situations changed. They hit another gear. (laughs) Hey Texas, be glad you didn't face OU with Ramondre Stevenson and Ronnie Perkins. You got the you got the Oklahoma light because those boys hit the field and. Made their, a made their bit. presence felt. So, you know how we were talking yesterday about the Dallas Cowboys and what the spread is, 13-and-a-half Pittsburgh on the on the road. Pittsburgh's on the road in a 13-and-a-half point favor. Kansas is coming into Oklahoma, and Oklahoma's a 37-and-a-half point favorite. Do you think that's too low? You think that's too low for Kansas and Oklahoma? Oklahoma that, might score 70 points in this game. Yeah, that could be too low. Right. I'm thinking about taking that as one of my picks. That's one of your locks of the week. It might be. I'm not sure yet. Why are you trying to pressure me? Hey man. You put me on you put me up against the ropes last week quick. I almost got me to bet that hundred. I wish I would have. Oh! I wish I would have. How you feeling this week? Who you I, got? I got the horns. To I'm, cover? I, I I haven't changed. Yeah, to cover. I haven't changed. I'm not placing that bet yet. Ten bucks. No, I'm not placing that bet yet. Ten bucks. Hey, give me, give me, me West give me, Virginia to cover. Give me a little bit of time in the show. I'll let you know. Salty, how you feeling? The only alum of the University of Texas on this show. I like Texas to win, but cover. I don't. I don't know. We gotta wait no. for that line to go down a little bit. Yeah, salty. Texas doesn't cover. Oh come on, man! Especially at eleven, eleven a.m. Some streaks are made to be broken. Texas Chip. is. It's like Texas fans hear 11 a.m. kick, and they're like, oh, crap. Oh, God, we're doomed. Am I wrong? I'm not I'm not, I'm not. not thinking that anymore. Oh, and two. I'm not thinking that anymore. What do you mean? I'm not thinking that. that are you manifesting new stuff? Uh, yes. Yes. What are you, what are you doing? I'm, I'm zenning. You've been going to yoga? I'm zenning. What are you zenning? I'm zenning Texas and being a, a well-coached, Team oh, Lord. that will play a complete game. You're asking for a lot for West Virginia. Jeez. and come out and not start slow, and be able to put the pedal to the metal chip. Why don't we start defense. with like three third down conversions Ooh. instead of since they were two of fifteen last week? How about, hey, but how what, about were less, what were they on fourth? Less than ten penalties. That's, that's that's a great that's, goal. That's a good one. That's a great goal. That's been killing their offense for sure. I mean, Towards I, the end of the game, we had more penalty yards than Sam had throwing yards. Yeah. Hey. It's accurate. Why are y'all being negative? What were we on fourth down, Chip? What were we, neg- what were we oh, on fourth three down, Three for three, including a penalty. Why Sm- couldn't you get that first down and first three tries? Come on. Have you watched us? Have you watched us play? Do you know who we are? We are exactly who we said we were. A team that can't get out of its own way. Until the last five minutes of a game. And then whoop, 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 whoop. Wait, what do you say? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah. Points. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Scoreboard. Wouldn't drop the mic and be out. 
That's what we're working with right now. I'm I'm rolling with the horns this weekend. I'm going to have to look and see if that number comes down a little bit. Though. It's down to six and a half. I need, it, I need it down more than that. I need it down. If it's four and a half, I'm taking it. Four and a half. Four wow. and a half. Yeah. Wow. Keeps me in the number. Keeps me in the number. All right. That's my, that's my question for you, both okay. of you. All right. Where has Texas improved? Sweet. Where has Texas improved? We're going to talk about it when we get back? Or are we gonna yeah, talk? we're going to talk about it when we get back. All right, then I got you. Salty's, she's mulling it over. I yeah. can see her. Yeah. see those wheels turning up there. She, she's thinking hard. She's like, because she's got to find some positivity. We need positivity. <laughs> and your Dallas Cowboys, Harge. I don't really want to talk about it, Chip. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's, it's really not. So much fun. <laughs> we'll talk about it next when we talk some Texas. Brought to you by Realistic Constructors here on the bottom. Off the rails on a Thursday. Still waiting on who our next president will be. The Steelers have three players with more sacks than the entire Cowboys team. T.J. Watt, Stephon Tuitt, and Bud Dupree. They have 18 and a half sacks. Cowboys have 17 as a team. And we talked Texas at 615 and 715, brought to you by Realistic Constructors, providing general contracting services to clients who recognize the value of a partner. Harsh, where have the Longhorns improved? Defensive line. Okay. Defensive line. They've had the talent. It didn't look like they were... Exuding, yeah, exuding much effort, max effort that we thought every time we 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 talked about them still doing the stock uh, blocking instead of stock attacking. They weren't going upfield; they were just standing and holding their ground. Now it looks like they've got a they figured out. Hey, man, I need, I need to be aggressive. I don't know if it was the coaching of Oscar Giles, Chris Ash, or our man Tim Crowder getting in their butts, but. I've seen a change on that defensive line, and they're starting to make impactful plays. What about you? Where do you see the Longhorns as improved? I mean, I, I see some improvement on the defensive line. I think Juwan Mitchell's playing a little better. I think DeMarvin Overshawn's playing a little better. Bijan Robinson's showing you a little something. Jake Smith made some plays. Healthy. Against Oklahoma Jake Smith. State, Jake, Jake Smith's health yeah. has improved. That's, that's what I needed to hear right there. That's about it. Salty? It changes every week what I think has improved. Yeah. That and it's tells. almost like Herman prophesizes it because the week before it was, well, we're going to work on our penalties. We're going to have less penalties. They did that against Baylor. And then last week you heard him make the comment about, sacks and the lack thereof and how annoying that is and then Joseph Osai goes out and gets three. Yeah. So. And the team gets five. Right. So I don't see one thing that is improved and then stayed improved. Right. It's like we can only do one thing at a time. We we don't have enough fingers (laughs) to plug the leaks. Okay. Remember Dabo Sweeney Dabo Sweeney, that's how you pronounce it. Dabo Sweeney 
told Herman, it's not the water outside the boat you got to worry about. It's the water inside your boat. Well, damn it. Water keeps pouring into the boat. Even in a win. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Now, here's the thing. West Virginia will turn it over. Yep. So what are you going to do? You're going to start counting on your defense, getting your short fields to set up your offense? You can't count on that. You can hope. West Virginia also will let you sack the quarterback because their offensive line is patchwork as well. You've heard of injuries. There's been some guys out. They're still trying to figure out the combinations. So we might be able to see another repeat performance of the defensive line getting in the backfield. But the problem is... You're going to have to. But the problem is... You got to stop Letty Brown from coming through there on your way to the quarterback. Well, they're, they're stopping the run right now. Yeah, they held Chuba they Hubble at out. 25 carries, 72 yards or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. They sold out now. Run blitz, run blitz, run blitz. Texas's defense, good heavens. I mean, they're putting eight in the box, playing single high safety, and they're getting torched in, on those deep out routes that put the – you know, the mid-level and that single high safety and conflict. How about let's get a – let's stop and key on a back coming out of the backfield when they're close to the goal line. How many passes did Spencer Sanders hit on when they were close and nobody was covering the guys in the flats? That was the same play that Texas ran to Keontae Ingram in the OU game. Yep. Got him. I said, man, that play is hard to defend. Just keep running it. Yeah, you get caught Texas up in there. should have run it twice. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To win the OU game. Should have run that on the two-point conversion, too. Yeah. And boom. Tom Herman would be 4-1. and one, Or 5-1. and one. I guess we got to count that UTEP game. 5-1. and one. You got to count that, man. I know it was a scrimmage. Even though it was a passing scrimmage. <laughs> Hey, they were working on it. Skull, what is it? Skull, skull practice. Skull, brother. <laughs> that was skull practice. A little pinch between my cheek and gum. Yeah. Looks like I'm going to go play some touch. That two-point conversion play to Cade Brewer, when he when it's set up, the way it was set up, I was like, oh, that looks like a USC play. It's the only time Cade Brewer was, like, ever wide, wide open, and Sam actually threw it to him. This time, he threw it in a double coverage but he dropped it over both of those guys right into the same spot. And then you hear, oh, yeah, that's the exact same play we ran at USC to get the two-point conversion. It looks so familiar. It almost looks like the play that uh, Case McCoy did at US, uh, UCLA also, where he had to throw the ball to DJ Grant in the corner. Look at you trying to jump into your way back machine. Hey, that's, those were the days. Oh, man. <laughs> and yet <clears> – <throat> Texas couldn't come up with a two-point conversion play at the end of the OU regulation? Man. Hey, quit trying to go back in the wayback machine. You know mm. what I'm saying? Let's, the... move, let's move forward, Chip. We got West Virginia this week. We're not playing OU. 
Like, uh, we're not playing OU this week. I'm just saying. So yesterday we got to talk to the Is that enough improvement? Well. All right, go ahead with your coordinators. Well, I wanted to ask you what you thought of the conversation about the defensive backs and how to play the ball and why they're not playing the ball. How do you get to the ball? I was like, when I asked him the first time, I was I was hoping that he would say, yeah, we've got to get better at that because we've had opportunities to make play. But I wanted to understand, what do you mean by going through the player's hands and playing the ball? Well, then he went on a little bit more. And did you, at the end of the conversation, did you understand it any better than what it was from the very beginning? I understand, but his players don't. Right. Like, they're confused. They're not. So how do you fix that? How do you make them understand? Because there's obviously a disconnect on how that is being played. Yeah. They got to turn and look for the ball. Right. So I I get his, he's talking about where you are positioning wise. And if, if the receiver's on top of you, you got to play through the hands and all that. But. Get zoinks. <laughs> if the ball's underthrown, you're running right into the receiver and you're getting a flag. Right. But if you look back. But if you look back. You might get an interception right you're there. You're probably going to get an interception. Right. So, it, I, I get what he's saying about wh- where you have positioning on the receiver, but sometimes it's about where the ball is. Correct. If the quarterback underthrows you, then you actually have better position than the receiver if you're trailing. Right. And then the receiver will have a penalty right. called on him trying to come back through you to get to the ball Chris Brown almost had an interception because he turned around and saw the ball was underthrown and it was just underthrown enough that he couldn't get it but he turned around late I'm, I, I, I you know when you're running that far down the field there's a possibility you're the one that's about to get the ball because you can hear the fans also oh if, here we go you can hear the fans when the ball goes in there doesn't most people go, oh. I mean, what do you, you act like they got dog whistles in it's, their helmets. It's loud. Them paddles. You don't hear that? <laughs> I mean, they don't hear no fans in that moment. Oh, bro. Okay. You hear the fans. Oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. We'll open up the phones. 390 live. 390-5483. It's the bottom line. Off the rails on a Thursday. Phones are open. 390-LIVE. 390-5483. We'll get into some Do You Care coming up in the next segment. But Harge, West Virginia's quarterback, Jared Dagey from Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, Texas. Son of a coach. Is he from Wolford? Remember that Remember that place? Isn't that Wolford word? Friendship? Yep. No. It's not from Wolforth Friendship. Why are you asking me that? Well, because it's right there outside of Lubbock. Well, why? I said Lubbock. I didn't say Wolforth. All right. What high school do you go to? You don't know? I don't know. Okay. You want me to look it up for you? No, I got it. Go ahead. Why, why is that relevant? You just trying to go back in your Wayback Machine, yeah, remember think, your days in Lubbock? I think you used to be there as well, so. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm just telling you, another team with a Texas quarterback. Coming back to Texas, mm-hmm. you don't think that means something to him? Oh, for sure. For sure. You don't think he wants to stick it up the Longhorns where the sun doesn't shine? <laughs> you think? Yeah. 
I would I want to see how this kid is really uh, developed. His brother, he went to Cooper. Okay, Lubbock Cooper. Lubbock Cooper. His brother was a decent quarterback in the Big 12, and, and Seth, I mean, his name was Seth, but Jared seems to be a little bit more accurate. He seems to be a guy that uh, can push the ball down the field a little bit more because he's got some playmakers over there. But he doesn't run, Chip. He nope. doesn't run. So does that help the Longhorns? Oh, yeah. Even more so? Yep, it does. He's completing 64% of his passes, 11 touchdowns, three picks. He has thrown for 300 yards in each of their last three games. Those three games, he's had six touchdowns, one interception. He's he's putting it together. Right, right. He's starting to feel it. And that included the those games were against Kansas, Texas Tech, and K-State. Of course, West Virginia's best win in two years under Neil Brown was probably the K-State game last weekend. They won it 37-10. to Does West Virginia handle the prosperity? Do they, do they take that and use it to get better, or do they take that and use it to go party and celebrate and, and come to Austin and fall flat they've had problems with receivers dropping passes that really got them in the texas tech game they've they're the second most penalized team in the big 12 texas is the most penalized team in the big 12 could be another long day so that's why our man chris anderson came on with us from the West Virginia 24-7 sports site, earsports.com, and said he expects sloppy penalties and turnovers. Penalties and turnovers. And that's that's something that is embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. That's one way of looking at it. That's one way of looking at it. So I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm thinking, you know, he's not a mobile quarterback like last week. Letty Brown, Chuba Hubbard. Those are two top-of-the-line running backs right now in, in the Big 12. You said it earlier. Texas is selling out on the run. They're doing a good job in making quarterbacks throw the ball on down the field. Yeah, but they're completing passes down the field. Yeah, bend but don't break and whatever. You know, uh, we're going to sit there and look at it. Yeah, and West But Virginia, you said they drop a lot of passes. Yeah. They drop a lot of passes. So I'm liking you're trying to convince me even more to go with the Longhorns. You're trying to tell me, can they handle prosperity? Is that what I'm doing? West Virginia. Are they going to come in and be ready to play at a high level against this Texas Longhorn team in which they say they are not a rival of the Texas Longhorns? Neil Brown said, hey, we try to do that more proximity around here than going across the the Big 12 to go find a rival. There's not a rivalry between these guys. (laughs) I was like, okay. I don't know what it is, but they're beating the <laughs> Longhorns' ass in Austin. Right. Four so, and one. Four and one. Thought we were supposed to have a home field advantage. What happened to that? <laughs> right. Right. What happened to that? Yeah, Chip, you making you making my case for me. By the way, West Virginia, twenty five of twenty six in the red zone this year. Twenty touchdowns. Oof. Five field goals. That's. O- only Oklahoma and Texas have more touchdowns in the red zone. 
How about that? 24. Texas is 30 of 36 in the red zone. Yep. But that's all because of those overtimes. Hey. Texas is piling up red zone opportunities because they're they played seven periods of overtime this year. Maybe. Seven. And I bet it's eight Saturday. They count all the stats in all those quarters too, Jim. I, I bet it I so bet it goes go to it. overtime Saturday. You do? Yep. Well, you want to give me three to one on that? No. I'm not giving you three to one on anything. Come on, man. Have you have you seen the cardiac longhorns? That is how they perform, Chip. That is what they three do. games. Right. Three of their six games have gone to overtime. Right. You talk about a team that cannot put you away. Or be put away. Or be put away. Find what do you say? Half full, right? Okay. We're going right. half full. Okay, half full. Yeah. We're I going see half you. full. I see you half full. We will drag out our losses. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you may beat us. But you're going to be tired when you leave. find the slowest ways to victory. We are going to work your heart <laughs> until it needs heart paddles. Where are the paddles at? Yes. Everybody, Texas fans, show up to games with their cooler, their picnic blanket, and their heart paddles. Yes. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. yeah. You have, you don't go to the game hungry and think you're going to be out of there all the time. Oh, where, swing, what time hey, is your dinner honey, date? Can we swing by CVS? I need to get a new set of heart paddles. Mine are, uh. Mine are losing their charge, <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the horns are playing today. Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> Can I'll you swing. get two? I yeah. need uh, some. Too. Yeah, we better get for the whole family. <laughs> we all need heart battles. Uh, yeah, I look at this game coming up, Chip, and I think Texas is is trying to hit that stride, hit that that level of, okay, we've done Like Salty said, we've done it three different ways to Sunday. Now we got to try to put it all together in one game. Do I think that this is possible? Yes. Do I hope that people are listening to me and believing? Hope is not a strategy. <laughs> do I? Damn it, Hart. Do I believe? Keep telling that you th- this is going to happen. Am I manifesting? Positivity. Right. Thank you, Salty. I am manifesting the Texas Longhorns to victory. You asked me last week. I was a little hesitant. By the end of the week, I was like, "Yes, Texas wins and they cover." Now. Coming in with a six-and-a-half-point favorite. <laughs> they were a dog last week, Chip. They were oh, a yeah. dog. Oh, yeah. So it gave them more extra motivation. Can they handle? You said for K-State, can they handle prosperity? Can Texas handle prosperity? No, can West Virginia handle prosperity after beating K-State? But can Texas handle it after winning number, beating number six at on the road? And they're coming to your house. Right. Your Talk house. to them, Do you Salty. rent your house or do you own your do you rent your house or do you own your Send them home with their eyes big and wide saying, I didn't know we were getting in. See, you didn't know. Let's get the hell out of town. Let's go. Own them, man. Own them. Send them home. Send them home. Didn't McConaughey just have a birthday? Yeah. yeah. It's 50. I think Salty said 51. 51. Oh, 51. Yeah. It's probably why it wasn't a big celebration. The Minister of Culture. Yeah. Is he coming in town for this game? Oh, you come on, man. He's probably in town already. He's doing a book. Don't worry if he's not. They'll talk about his 87,000 cardboard cutouts throughout the entire game. <laughs> They're not giving yours enough love, Salty? No. Gosh dang it. What section is your cutout in? I'm section 27. Dang, you got the good seats. We got everybody else sitting up top. Yeah. Man. Section not even 27, sitting. what yard line is that? I think that gets to the 20, right? Yeah, it's like the 20. Yeah. You happy with your location? I am, yeah. Of your mm-hmm. cutout? I have a pretty good seat. Did you get a cutout for your dog? 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What paper that? All right, we'll come back with some Do You Care? We'll do it next, right here on the bottom line. Off, off, off the rails on a Thursday. It's time for some Do You Care Heart. Come on, man, bring it. The big noon kickoff show on Fox is out this week due to COVID protocol. The big noon kickoff show. That's the show with Urban Meyer, Rob. Urban Meyer. Yeah. Matt Liner. Reggie Bush, your boy. Reggie. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Reggie. That's your guy. Do you care? I do care because this was supposed to be the weekend. The Pac-12 is kicking off uh, early, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, Reggie Bush, Matt Liner, going back to the Coliseum. We got Arizona State and USC kicking off the Pac-12, and now all of a sudden they say, not so fast, my friend. Chip, my question is, who is the one that has it? What happened to what happened to the to the reunion at USC, Chip? Well, listen, we got bigger, Who's the one who got it? Right. Yeah, we need to know what's going on. Are people healthy? Are they safe? Who who, who's the who one screwed that, it all up? Right. Who's the one that had Probably to make Reggie the Bush. <laughs> don't Probably don't, Reggie Bush. Don't do that. Don't do that. But yeah, I'm a little concerned about that because I would Probably like to know. some COVID queen. Or maybe it was Urban Meyer making all them trips and meeting oh, with people trying to figure whoa. out where his next kick is. <laughs> we'll see. what Did Mac Brown do that? Blame Tom Herman. We're blaming Tom Herman for it. Chip, Matthew Stafford is back on the COVID list due to contact Great. tracing. He's not positive of the test yet, but they're going to have to test him again. And he is going to have to fly on a plane by himself to the next game. Do you care? This is this is pitiful. This is so Detroit. This is so Detroit. <laughs> and man, we're not sure if our best player has COVID or not. We're gonna have to scrape his brain like six more oh, times before Sunday. I feel bad for Matthew Stafford. Oh, all that guy does is bleed for <laughs> that organization. Literally bleed. Makes play after play. And this is a divisional game for you. You're going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Or who's who's the backup, you say? Chase. Chase. Daniel. Booger eater. Daniel. <laughs> That's your guy. That's our guy. That's going to lead you to the playoffs, man. going to have to take a break from snacking on the bugs and get out there and do something. Oh, my goodness. Let's go, Chase. Let's do it. Come on, man. Even though the TV caught him eating his boogers in that Big oh, 12 championship that's game. so bad. That's so gross. That's so bad. Who does that? 
Harch, who eats their boogers? Do you care? Chase Daniels. Chase Daniels. And Dan. no, I do not care. I will not be giving him a high five. I promise you that. All right, listen. J.J. Watt said, I'm not into the rebuild. He wants a championship. He's watching his brother, T.J. Watt, get closer and closer to uh, a Super Bowl with the Stillers. Meanwhile, J.J. is floundering around in the La Brea Tar Pits. <laughs> do you care? I do care, and... J.J. Watt, man, he's finally starting to speak out, and I'm glad to see that. J.J.'s been the company man. He's been doing everything for the company and walking around, doing things for the community, and he never said anything, and then he finally had it with Bill O'Brien, and he snapped on him, and then boom, Bill gets fired. Now J.J.'s like, get me out of here. If I'm not here for a rebuild. I'm glad he's starting to speak up. I'm glad he's starting to think about the things and what's important for him at the end of his career because it's getting there. He's getting close. He had a lot of injuries he battled through. So, good for J.J. Watt. Chip, speaking of the Houston Texans and tanking, (laughs) Josh McCowan. (laughs) Josh McCowan has now joined the Houston Texans. This is his 12th team since he's been in the NFL. Do you care? Forget the Jacksonville. 12 teams. He's also... Like, worked selling insurance, selling shoes. Coached. Coached. Yes. I mean, didn't he win a Super Bowl with the Eagles? Was he the third-string quarterback on that team? No, I thought that was was your guy, Sudfeld. Yeah, never mind. That was your guy, Sudfeld. But remember, Um, I think he was the guy that got paid money to stay home at the beginning of the year because he was the emergency quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. He was on their practice squad. Right. That's where the Texans picked him up from. Jeez. Josh McCown, the Flying McCowns. There's a bunch of them, in it? Twelve different teams. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Man. Still in the game, collecting ben, ben that Ben DiNucci is going to be bagging groceries next week. And Josh McCown is <laughs> on his 12th NFL team. My man, what's that? Would you let Ben DiNucci bag your groceries, or would he screw that up, too? No, because he's good at taking the sack. So he's good at that. So I'll go so ahead. So you'd let take him take that. him out to the car. Uh, yeah, because he knows where to put him. He might throw it from underhand like a fast pitch softball pitcher. But uh yeah, he'll be all right. Would you like your groceries in a sack? <laughs> uh no. I will carry them. <laughs> I'm good. I'm I good. Will, uh, just stay away from my groceries. Uh uh. uh. Harch. Yes, sir. Russell Wilson says he spends a million dollars a year taking care of his Body, you know, Mr. Unlimited. Yeah. Spending unlimited funds. He wants to play till he's 45. Has his own physical therapist, massage therapist, couple of chefs. Do you care? Yeah, I do care. And this is LeBron James is the one who pretty much has set this in motion for a lot of athletes. When we first heard that that's what LeBron was doing and where you say he made a polyurethane. That that is what it's Poly all about. Your thing. That's what it's all about. And if you're going indestructible, if you're gonna be able to play that long, Tom Brady does it. He has a nutritionist. He's still doing those things. Tom Brady has Giselle. Oh my God! Knows. Here he goes. And I want to Giselle and your bunches. But well, well, then we can go with Russell Wilson having Sierra because that works the same way for me as well. So I'm I'm down with what he's doing. If he can play till 45, Aaron Rodgers thinks he can play until he's 45. Uh, the only thing that worries me about Russ is when he runs around and somebody takes a cheap shot at him 
But he does well about sliding. He never misses so. a game. I know. He he gets down. He gets down. So I'm happy to hear that he wants to play. And they have the worst defense. They have a worse defense than the Cowboys. They have a not a good offensive line either. Either that's why he's running around. And they're top of the division. No doubt. No doubt. Chip, Pac-12 teams still need to be at least at 500 to be bowl eligible in in 2020. Now, I have a question about that because it says everybody's going to go to a bowl this year. Everybody's eligible to go to a bowl. Is that true for the Pac-12 that what, you need to be that? What? I don't care about the Pac-12. I need you, you to what care you about, the, about the Pac-12. They're the last one to start playing. Is Nick Foles still in the Pac-12? No. <laughs> then I don't care. He might be in the Pac-12. You're all you're all excited about Cam Rising. I am. I'm ready to see Cam Rising. Playing for the Utah Utes. Because Cam was somebody that everyone was talking about. Even you at the beginning oh, yeah. of the time he was here. Oh, yeah. You were like, they need to get him on the field. He needs some reps. He needs some reps. Now that was back when Sam was losing to Maryland. <laughs> Remember those days? <laughs> Record scratch. I, I try to forget <laughs> those days. Ugh. I try to forget those days. That was that was back before Sam could finish games. Remember that? Yeah, he was always out of games. I mean, as usual, he missed the check down. <laughs> Four years. He tried to jam it in there to Lil Jordan Humphrey when he had Devin Duvernay streaking <laughs> wide open on a crossing route. Oh. Oh, but I digress. Digress. Oh, we please. must be off the rails on a Thursday. It definitely is off the rails on a Thursday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so CBS. Yes. My parent company there at uh, 24-7 is picking Texas to win cover against West Virginia. And what, maybe, they, maybe they were listening to you because they can't handle prosperity. They said that West Virginia is 6-13-1 against the spread in their last – 20 games as an underdog. How's that make you feel, Chip? You still rolling? I'm still, you still picking ro- West Virginia. Okay. Okay. I'm picking West Virginia. Why? Why? Yeah. Because they look like a team that's figuring it out on defense, and they have a running game. And, look, Texas, it's going to be overtime, and then it's going to be a field goal. No. I'm just telling you. Touchdown. All right, listen. We're just getting warmed up. 7 o'clock hour. I love it. Harge is emphatic. He was emphatic last week. He was right. It's uh, the bottom line. Life happens for those that show up, and we're glad you showed up with us. Off the rails on a Thursday. The bottom line brought to you by Coors Light on AM 1300. The Zone. My man C. Breezy, Chip Brown holding it down. Yo, yo. Shannon B. Sweeney behind the glass, and it's your boy Harbaugh Harge and Chip. Tonight, we have NFL football. The Green Bay Packers travel to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Lil' Kim Folk will be playing. The, the Green Bay Packers are What's favored. What's left of the 49ers? Right. I was just about to say that their Packers are favored by seven and a half points on the road. But as you just said, the 49ers have been hit with uh, four players been placed on the COVID reserve contact list. And a lot of them are the wide receivers in the wide receiver room because Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver for the 49ers, tested positive. Debo Samuel is one of the players that is going to be missing. That's not good for the 49ers' chances against uh, Packers, is it? How's your fantasy? My fantasy is doing okay. I made a lot of adjustments because I pay attention to what is going across the wire on the bottom of my TV. And when I see certain players whose names pop up, I say, oh, crap, I got to go get some more players. Well, have you ever seen a quarterback fall off faster than Jimmy G? 
he leads the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl. If he'd have hit the great SMU Mustang Emmanuel Sanders, wide open behind the defense for a touchdown, they would have won the Super Bowl, but Jimmy G's hurt again. There's rumblings that Kyle Shanahan doesn't like him, doesn't trust him, doesn't want him, and that the Patriots were actually kicking the tires on trying to bring Jimmy G home. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that for Jimmy G. Maybe, you know, as well as I do. A lot of times, you wear out your welcome, you go somewhere else, you've humbled yourself. That you go back in and you try to make things better. I mean, that's the route that I would think of. But Jimmy G knows the Patriots system. They know him. Cam is not going to be there next year, right? That Can we agree on that? Well, he better get it going. They're playing the Jets this week. I understand. He but I'm saying to, next year. He needs to go Cameron Jarrell Newton <laughs> or whatever you call him. Are, are you trying to play Cam this week? Is that why you yes, said that? Yes, <laughs> I'm playing Cam this week. Is that why you're telling me, Doc? Like, do I play Cam or Nick Foles? Cam, okay, Cam. Well, you can play Nick Foles because there was some news that came out yesterday that Mitch Trubisky is hurt. How do you get hurt and you're not even playing? What What is going on at practice that you cannot play Mitch Trubisky? Or did he decide, you know what? I'm going to show y'all. I'm just going to sit out and let y'all deal with whatever happens, what comes your way. Man, they have – there's something called the sports injury predictor. Like sportsinjurypredictor.com. And if you plug in Jimmy Garoppolo, the preseason chance of injury for him was 28%. That's low. Mm, mm, mm. This guy is. This guy's like a China doll. <laughs> I mean, man, you, you just put in their name and you find out what the prediction oh, is. Oh yeah. Of All right, let me see. I'm gonna type it in right now while we're talking. Oh yeah, injury predictor. Okay, I'm putting in Cooper Rush, oh, Garrett <laughs> Gilbert, Cooper Rush. I just put in Garrett Gilbert. And it spit it back out. Yep, same thing with Cooper Rush. So those guys aren't even – because they don't know who's starting. They, oh, here you go. Probability of injury for the rest of the season for Carson Wentz, 83%. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, projected games missed, two. Durability, three weeks. That's funny. That's funny. I can't believe that they have this site that is out there right now. Jimmy G. So, no George Kittle. Right. No nothing. Right. Man, if the Packers can't get over in this game. Mostert's out. Mostert. Yeah, he's gone. So, yeah, I'm in for this one. Well, just make sure you look out for Jermichael Hasty. He'll get a lot of run. Scored his first NFL touchdown last week. And he'll get a, he'll get some run this week, man. Kenfolk. Kenfolk going to get his run. Send him his shout-out. Said thank you. Told us to thank you. Can't get up early in the morning <laughs> to get on with shout us. Out. We didn't. He, he can't get up early with us, Chip. It's so cute. Yeah. All right. So I'm watching Maction football last night. Yep. I'm watching Eastern Michigan, the Yipsy Gypsies. They're playing Kent State, and my man Greg Kelly did not get on the field. Oh no, man. Greg Kelly, the 26 year old living his dream. 
The guy who prosecuted him, Jeff Perrier, lost in the election. Greg Kelly tweeted that out. <laughs> hey, the judge who wrongfully convicted me, gone. He gone. What goes around comes around. Right. Right. Can we get Greg Kelly on the field? I mean, it was the first game, Chuck. For the Yipsy Gypsies from they, Eastern Michigan. They were trying to get it done, man. I mean. They needed some tackling back there. They, yeah. They, they were, lost. They were leaving gaps wide open yesterday. I was watching some of that. I was like, what is going on? Make a play. Make a play. But, yeah, Greg Kelly didn't get on the field. But I want to ask you this. Like, how many schools are in Michigan? Like, the whole MAC is Michigan. Western, Eastern, Central. Central. And then Michigan. I forgot Jim McElwain. Michigan State. Yeah. Was it Central Michigan? And you saw who his offensive coordinator is, right? Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Fry. Fry. Former quarterback for the Akron Zips, yep. right? Yep. And you know the athletic and director. And the Browns. The athletic director at Central Michigan is Amy Folan, who used to be the head of the Longhorn Foundation here. Didn't she just get that job? Just Did got she, it. Yeah, she just got named to that position. So you know she was excited. Her team won. Yep. She doesn't know anything about football, but hey. That's not why she's there, bro. Maybe she can figure it out. Yeah, it's not that hard. Jim McElwain coaching yeah. the Central Michigan Chippewas. Where didn't he go to Florida first, right? He went to Colorado State. But Florida, what, oh, he was the offensive coordinator at Florida. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he was I mean, he was the longtime offensive coordinator for Saban. Yep. And so, now Western Michigan, they're terrible. Remember P.J. Fleck was there? Yeah. Yeah. P.J. Fleck Is had Is that the them. Broncos? Yes. Yes. He took them to the Cotton Bowl. Right. They were undefeated in the regular season. Took them to the Cotton Bowl. Took them to the Cotton Bowl. Now they look like hot garbage. <laughs> Coaching matters. Yep. Yep. So when you watch those Michigan teams play, do you feel a special connection? Because you grew up there. I all, mean, I, all I know is everybody was asking me, is your home state going to be red or blue? <laughs> Figure it out. I'm like, I, I haven't been there in 30 years. I was just about to say, uh, everybody's just relax. I'm a Texan now. I am Texas. <laughs> I'm a Texas all I'm day. I'm an Austinite. I don't know nothing about Michigan. Especially now that your pops lives here. Wait, Western won last night? The Broncos? Yeah. I thought they got beat. Well, you were looking you were still looking at Eastern. You're looking at oh. Eastern Michigan. How about that? Yeah. Eastern Michigan is hot garbage. <laughs> Western Michigan's looking good, baby. <laughs> the Broncos. Which Waldo one is Stadium. in Kalamazoo? Western Michigan. Western. Okay. Yeah, they play at Waldo Stadium. Okay. Waldo Stadium. I need you to Come As back. in where is? Where's Waldo? That's where's right. Waldo, baby? Chip, when we come back, I'm going to – we talk Texas at 615 and 715, brought to you by Realistic Constructors. But I want to ask you about seven years ago today, Steve Patterson was hired as oh. the AD of the Texas Longhorns. <laughs> Let's talk about it, buddy. Let's oh. go down memory lane. Bottom line. Man, you got to love Mike Tomlin. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin on how team prepares for Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert to be the Cowboys' starting quarterback on Sunday. Either way, 
we're getting ready for Ezekiel Elliott. Because <laughs> Elliott had a great game against the Steelers back when he was a rookie. Yep. Yep. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. That whole game was a great game. Oh, remember those days? Yeah, I don't like the way y'all are sounding right now. That was, that was awesome. Y'all are just disrespecting us. Isn't that when the Cowboys went 13-3? and three? Those were the good old yeah. days. With Dak as a rookie. Zeke as a rookie. Damn, man. This is it's rough times, Chip. Speaking of rough times, as we let talked about going into break, seven years ago today, Stevie P, Steve Patterson, was hired as the new Texas AD. What were your thoughts on that? Thanks, CB, for posting that and reminding us of that. What, uh, what were your thoughts of that day, Chip? That day. Not what happened after it, but that day. He got hired to fire Mac Brown, and he didn't do that. And he set the program back five years, at least. Because he interviewed, I mean, the, so Mac was supposed to step down yep, yep. after losing to Baylor in 2013. Like the day after the game. Instead, he flew on a plane with Steve Patterson to the National Football Foundation meetings and convinced Patterson to keep him as the AD, and then they set about conspiring to thwart a plan by the big money guys to go get Nick Saban. Say it again, Chip, to what? Thwart him. <laughs> and they did. They pulled it off. Mac thought he was going to stay on his coach. Get this. Steve Patterson announced to 17 kids on their official visit the next morning after the football banquet in in uh, December of 13, that Mac Brown was going to remain their head coach. Yep. And the big money guys said, no, that wasn't the deal. You will fire him or we're pulling all our money out of the university. And so... Bill Powers ordered Patterson to fire Mac Brown, and at dinner, those official visitors were told, "Hey, you know that thing we said at breakfast? Yeah, that will not be happening. <laughs> Mac Brown will not be your head coach." And Mac was like, "And if you don't want to stay committed, you don't have to." I mean, it was crazy town. It yeah. was crazy town. But yeah, Steve Patterson, he interviewed James Franklin. He wanted to hire Jim Mora. But fortunately for Texas, Jim Mora's wife, well, I don't know. I don't know what's fortunate. But, I mean, Red McCombs wanted John Gruden. Remember that? Yeah. And then when they hired Charlie, Red McCombs was like, he'd be a good coordinator. Not a head coach. Oh, boy. Oy, oy, oy. I mean, that's, that's where Steve we Patterson, were. baby. That's what he Steve brought Patterson. for us. He lasted 22 months. Charlie outlasted Steve Patterson. <laughs> Unbelievable. Huh? All right, let's go to the phones. 390 Live. Sterling, what's going on? Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? How, good. You doing? How are you? All right, man. I, my cousin and one of my good friends both listening to the show, and they give me a hard time about calling in, man. They, I told them y'all like my uh, sports therapist. Oh that, yeah, that's what we're here for. That's what we're don't here for. Don't let them give yeah, you a man. hard time. Don't get. Don't let them give you a hard time. 
they just hate, man. I told them I got to I got to do it, man. I enjoy the show. I enjoy hearing what y'all have to say, but I got a bone to pick with. Usually it's Chip, but I got to talk to Mike this time. <laughs> hey, what's up? Yeah, Mike, straight, really? straighten him out. <laughs> Mike is all in on Tom Herman, man. He he like going to war for Tom Herman, like fighting for him, believing him. Listen, I understand that you don't want a coaching change necessarily because you're just starting over. But if you could get the big fish, you got to go get the big fish. I don't know if they can. And I've heard Chip, you know, you talk over the years about the big money guys. The big money guys need to stop picking coaches because they ain't doing too good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're t- they're their eyes are on the big fish that you're talking about. That's who they need, man. I well, mean, but everybody. But they were all in on Tom Herman, too, though. Yes. You know, Tom Herman, they, like, was all in, scared that LSU or A&M were going to get him. So they went and hurried up and got him. Mm. I think Texas needs a proven Having coach. meetings at hotels and talking in yeah, back channels. See, but karma, man, see, they doing all that stuff, and they ain't worked out hey, quite the way they hope. The they, good, the good news is they still got enough money to fix their mistakes. <laughs> Well, hey, man, if that big fish in that studio is available, I still say you got to go get him. I know Mike don't want to hear that because he got him and Herman are tight now. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed the show, man, and I really feel like y'all keep a balance of, of what's going on because, you know, everybody gets emotional about this stuff because you're invested. I mean, the word fan comes from the word fanatic. So, of course, people are going to act a certain way about it, myself included. But if they can turn it around, I would be all in favor of him staying. But the key is winning out, man. I'm tired. I read an article in Dallas Morning News this morning. They're talking about Texas is supposed to challenge for the championship every year. That hurt, man, when I read that. (laughs) Oh, man, it's been a minute, hasn't it? It's been a minute since Texas just rolled out of the tunnel and – just put a beat down on people. Two weeks ago, I mean, two years ago, we were playing for a Big 12 championship, man. We were yeah. right there, and they stopped They stopped How'd attacking. Two they years stopped ago, attacking. Two years ago, they also lost to West Virginia and Oak State. Well, they beat and Oak people State. people were ready to – they were outside the door with their pots and pans. Well, they beat Oak State. So now let's go to oh, West okay. Virginia and beat that, okay. too. All right. What's your, what's your folks over there at CBS? Thanks for the call, Sterling. That was, that was a good one. But uh, yeah, what, what's your folks over there at CBS says say? You, you got a flak jacket on for Herman. <laughs> I'm you're, in there taking willing, that shrapnel. You're willing to him. take all that flak. I'm taking it. I's I'm taking it. Bring it to me. Herman's got a flak jacket on <laughs> for Tom Herman. Got to look out for him, man. Hey, Nobody man. else is going to. I'm going to look out for Herman, dog. Oh, Lord. I'm, going, I'm swimming upstream. <laughs> you're swimming upstream with no arms and no legs. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this thing is so fragile. Oh, my goodness. You're about to see some craziness. That's that windshield chip on your car. Yep. Right? And they're sitting there. Right and now they it's say, just a little, little, <laughs> little, little chip. Little chip. You go you go to the car wash. The dude comes over to you all the time. All sudden, hey, man, I could fix that. No, man, I'm good right now. Suddenly it starts spidering out. He's like, You're man, like, man, where'd that line come from? Hey, man. Oh, the temperature changed. Yep, that's what I was just about to uh, say. <laughs> and then the next day, you got 10 spiders coming out of that little chip. And then two weeks later, you can't even see through that damn windshield. Oh, my it's goodness. It's got so many damn spiders coming out of it. Oh. That's what you're about to see with Texas football if something crazy goes off. Stop Saturday. It. Oh, Stop my it. bad. All right. Hey, Sterling. That's what I'm talking about, talking Texas. Brought to you by Realistic Constructors. 
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Oh, yeah, he's wearing a flak jacket for Tom Herman. Hardball Harge, he keeps you guessing, man. He's Homer Harge. You never know which ways that wind is blowing, baby. One minute, he's all about LeBron. Then he's like, not. Then he is again. <laughs> Cowboys, he sticks with the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. But Texas, you never know. But what? <laughs> what? What? What's he going to tell you next? Let's find out in the Hard Knocks Life. Well, here's what I'm going to talk to you about, man. I'm going to talk to you about this weekend where the Dallas Cowboys have put themselves back into another terrible place uh, that we continue to try to figure out. Are you I, talking about the Titanic again? I, I, oh, that. what's that? boat that Jerry has, that yacht that he has. What's it called? I forgot. What it, it, it is wife's Salty. name. It's the wife's name. Oh, is it? Yeah, I believe that's what it the is. The Mean Gene fighting machine? <laughs> I sit there and I say Poor Gene. Bravo, Eugenia. Yeah. Bravo, Eugenia? Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Yeah, he's looking out for his he owes. Wife. He owes Gene that. Yeah, she, boy, he owes she, her she's, she's put up with a lot. I'll just say that. Well, okay, money, sorry. Go ahead. Money makes you hang around for well, a while. You work outside agreements, right? <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I, I and I, you and I have talked about this. You covered the Cowboys. You were there when you got to see Quincy Carter and Ryan Leaf, uh, Anthony Clint Sterner, Chad Hutchinson, Ryan Leaf. Yeah, you got to see all that. And I go Drew back. Henson. I go back to when I was growing up and the stability of the Dallas Cowboy quarterback position. I was born in '72. Uh, Roger Staubach was a quarterback for the Cowboys where you're just sitting there and you're like, okay, this could work for me. Then you go to Danny White. Danny White, one of the most underrated Dallas Cowboy quarterbacks in the history of a Cowboy organization. Never gets no love. Never. Nobody ever talks about him. Then let's go to Gary Hogaboom. You remember him? Central Michigan Chippewas. Number 14 for the Cowboys. My guy. Steve Pelour. Steve Lore. Oh, you're just going right down the list? I'm giving you this, this list of quarterbacks, and the reason why I'm giving you this list is because one thing that the Cowboys have lacked is a quality backup quarterback. Hey, come on. Jason Garrett came in on Thanksgiving and beat the Packers. A quality backup quarterback. That's terrible. And then you sit and you go back down. Wasn't Kellen Moore a back? Oh. Uh, yeah. John Kitten? Never mind. I, well, actually, yeah, I like Kitten. Kitten wasn't bad. Kitten was tough. Hey, under Jimmy, they had good backups. Th- that's oh. what I was about to look at. I was going to say. Steve Burline, Vinny Testaverde. Wasn't Kitten teaching math 
when the Cowboys went to the playoffs and they needed a oh, backup. Oh, yeah, he's like Josh so McCown. So they signed him for a game. <laughs> he's like he, Josh McCown. Hey, he was right up the road at Waxahachie. He was at Waxahachie. He was teaching game. algebra. He was on his way back, and he was coaching, too. They had Wade Wilson as Troy Aikman's backup, who ended yeah, up going on to be a great offensive God coordinator. God rest his soul. No doubt. They had Randall Cunningham as a backup quarterback, which was you, sometimes you forget those years. But the reason why I'm going back in revisional history <laughs> is because you sit and you look at the fact that the draft has not been kind to the Dallas Cowboys. You know why? Because the draft has not been kind to Jerry Jones sitting in that office trying to look at the future instead of looking at the past. When you draft these quarterbacks, Matt Castle was the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. How about that? Brandon Whedon was the starting quarterback. When Brandon came to the Cowboys, he was like 35 years old. Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton walked away from the game because of it. He didn't even want to be there no he more. couldn't take Jerry anymore. In the last true backup quarterback that they drafted was what? Stephen McGee. McGee. And that was 2010. 2010, Chip. And you sit here and you walk around and we're trying to figure out who's going to be the starting quarterback this weekend. And the offensive line is patchwork. And Come on, baby. Garrett Gilbert. Let's go. And you're sitting there and you go, where are we at? With the Dallas Cowboys. Where are we at in society today? Are we tanking as a Cowboy Nation? Should be. Is This is where we're, we're going. And Ezekiel Elliott now is about to be bruised so bad this week. Do you pull him out of the game? Do you, you not even pull him, him out of the game? Or do you put Darren Pollard in there? He got his money. Make him suffer? Oh, yeah. Tough him out? Got to go through it? Oh, yeah. Bruise him up? Put him in motion. Do some things. Yeah. Mix it up. So, Chip, I, I, I come to you because you are so connected with the Cowboys. Can you find out why, in God's green earth, they never planned for – Ben DiNucci was a seventh-round pick. You know how many other quarterbacks were on the board and you waited to get Ben DiNucci? But here's the thing. They actually had a plan this year, and then that guy got, got uh, whacked. Yeah. They actually, Andy Dalton's the best backup quarterback they've had since who? Matt uh, Castle? No. No, 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 no. Since? I would say Brad Johnson. Okay. Since Dak Prescott for Tony Romo? There you go. But he never got, he. they never started the season with that one. Dak was starter game one. So, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know why we get to this. You you had Kellen Moore start a game. A, and it was to get into the playoffs. For crying out loud. And that is what we're left with. So I beg you, Dallas Cowboy fans, help me get through this. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take it back even further. Why the are you best... giving up on Garrett Gilbert? No one gives Garrett Gilbert any love. Chip, where was Garrett Gilbert when we got him? On a practice squad. For Teaching school. algebra? <laughs> no, PE. He was the PE <laughs> That's why he kept his arm loose. At this point, you remember that little kid that was playing catch with Cam Newton on the playground? The neighborhood, you got to do play for 60 minutes? Oh, that's, yeah. the, that's the kid that's probably the starting quarterback for the Cowboys this week. That is where the Cowboys nation is. And I would have to say that the best backup was Tony Romo. 
Tony Romo to Drew Henson. I mean, to, to Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. That would have to be it. And that is where, and that was 2006. I want to take you back to the Orlando Apollos. What, say again? Garrett Gilbert of the Orlando Apollos. You should know. You watched every I did watch game every game that he played. American CBS Football Sports, League. CBS Sports Network, just to be exact. And how quickly you turn on my man, Garrett Gilbert. I didn't turn on him. He just has been sitting on the practice squad playing other people's quarterbacks. For the Browns. For the Think about that. He was drafted by the Orlando Apollos, and he went, I mean, he was on fire. What do you expect from Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush this weekend? Pain. Garrett Gilbert, baby. Pain. what, What a great story this would be. When the AAF suspended operations after week eight, Garrett led the league in passing yards. MVP. MVP. Attempts, completions, passer rating. He was second in passing touchdowns, second lowest in interceptions. MVP. I mean, give the man a chance. That's all we got, right? Give the man a chance. Instead of you complaining and, and gnashing your teeth and throwing stuff, how about talking about why Garrett Gilbert should already be the absolute slam dunk starter this week? and have the stuffing knocked out of him as the starter against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's the one disadvantage that he would have. He doesn't know that offense. But here's the advantage that he Neither has. Neither does the Nobody rest else of the on offense. the team knows the offense. So he may be the perfect man for the job. But would you rather have him get destroyed by Pittsburgh, or would you rather have Cooper Rush get destroyed Listen, by Pittsburgh? They're Gar- getting destroyed. Gary Gilbert played for the Cleveland Browns. He's used to playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He can handle it. No reps. He can handle it. They're alternating reps. Think about that. In the NFL, they are alternating reps to see who's – it's a competition at week eight. (sighs) I need positivity from you. Not when it comes to the Cowboys. You want to talk about my Longhorns and my flap jacket that I wear for Tom Herman? Yes. What is wrong with him, Salty? Why are you? I I I don't believe it. You my got boy, a you got a kid from right here, Lake Travis. What? My you, boy you just said Bernie Kozar. Yeah, Bernie was backup quarterback for the Cowboys. You can't get the image of Garrett Gilbert getting run over by BYU out of your head. But uh, no, that's not it. That's not. I didn't want Garrett Gilbert to leave the University of Texas. Yeah, that was the Max fans fault. are the one again. The fans are the one that booed him at DKR. Oh yeah, he deserved it. Ah, uh, <laughs> salty. That's why you're salty. All right, let's uh, come back. We'll open up the phones. Get into what's trending. Off the rails on a Thursday. The bottom line. Off the rails on a Thursday. We'll talk to. We'll go into the coach's corner with David Beatty coming up at. 8 o'clock, Mike Roach, Horns 24-7, will, will join us at 8-15. And, Harge, we were just talking about the Cowboys and their quarterback situation. I need you to put some love behind Garrett Gilbert. All right. All right. I mean. I just don't want him going out there, you know. Listen. Getting destroyed, guy. You can't Pittsburgh. think like that. Picking a sacrifice. Yeah, I don't want him to be the sacrificial one. I want him to come back the next week. 
Let Cooper get banged up. Yeah, for the Vikings. Vikings are terrible. Oh, they they might have figured something out. They might have figured something out. Terrible. What's wrong with you? Well, let's see what happens. They're gonna have a an easy game against Detroit, and then they gotta come and play the tough team. You're banging on Garrett Gilbert. You're banging on Mike Zimmer. You're wearing a flak jacket for Tom Herman. I I don't know who you are anymore. Hey, I'm just tired. I used to think I knew. (laughs) Sometimes you gotta switch it up. You gotta switch it up, Chip. I'm Mike Lowry. Thank you. I mean, there I am. Then Say he says again, to me. Salty. Then he says to me, everyone. This is Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. I'm Mike Lowry. There you go. Then he brings up the fact that Texas hired Steve Patterson seven years ago today, which was like one of the worst days <laughs> in Texas athletics history. And then he says to me in the break, "We need to talk Texas basketball because Ken Palm has." This will get this. Another one of your CBS cronies. All right. Ken Palm has Texas number nine. Come on. In the in in the preseason. Come on. But that is fifth in the Big Twelve. Okay. Behind who? Because Chip? Baylor's number one. Okay. Baylor's You tough. got Kansas and Texas Tech and West Virginia all ahead of Texas. And Texas is nine. Which means another middle of the pack finish for Shaga. In a tough, tough Big 12 yep. where everyone expects a lot out of this Big 12 conference. So if Shaka can Shaka go on the road and that's what I was, that's what I was just somebody. about to say. If Shaka goes on the road with they by far they have to be the most experienced team in the Big 12 with all the players that are returned. They didn't lose anybody. Baylor, Baylor's got all the experience. And then you add in Tech has everybody coming back, and and they just added Mac McClung too, right from from uh, Georgetown. That highlight, woo, that white dude can get up and bang it on you. But then you look at this team and you say they add Greg Brown, human highlight film too. That's gonna be out there ready to do something. What did you just ask me? Who's running the offense? Shaka. Yeah, and you know it's gonna be dribble, dribble, dribble at the end of the shot clock. Someone jack up a three, quick. That's the offense. Has it changed? I in hope. six years? No. I hope they go back to what they did at the end. Hey, what's our offense? Uh, dribble, 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 final seconds of the shot clock, and then someone jack up a three. I really hope they go to the let's get up and down this floor because we have they We've have been the saying depth. that for six years. I know, but I've, one year is going to hit. It's going to hit one year. Well, it's not. <laughs> you you got to It's going to hit when they bring in oh Chris Beard. Come on, man. That team won 19 games last season. And they, which, they, you taking the over under on nineteen for this season? Well, did they, well, let me see how many games they actually get to play. Are they having a shortened season? If they play the full season, I'm taking the over. Listen, I'm telling you how convinced I am. I put two hundred dollars on Texas to play for the national championship game. In what? In Vegas. Softball. Vegas. It, no. <laughs> Volleyball. Basketball. Let me get my. Let me pull my ticket up right now. You could have given me that two hundred dollars. I did not. No, I did not give you that two hundred. The national championship game. Yes. You could have put that two hundred dollars in your kid's college funds. Hold on, like the final four. I'm salty. Like nets coming down with me. You better quit messing with. Hammer him, salty. (laughs) Get on him. That is the worst bet you've ever made. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. You were the basketball. Did you get COVID insurance on that? 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. You were the... Oh. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> we're not speaking that into existence. Let me see. You were the head coach of the D1 Ambassadors. Yep. You coached Royce O'Neal. Yep. Like you coached him until he hated you. All right, here's my ticket right here. Didn't you have another seventy-five to one, and you put two hundred bucks on that? Two hundred bucks. Yes, I'd have put ten bucks on that. No, I put two hundred on. Wow, I feel strongly about it, and I wasn't by myself. What What do they have to do? They have to win the national championship. Yep. A team coached by Shaka Smart to win the national championship. Backs against the wall. Oh wait, twenty-four games on the schedule. Plus the Maui. Yeah, don't forget the Maui Invitational in <laughs> Asheville. <laughs> Two more rounds if they win the first game. And you, the over under last year was nineteen. Okay, I mean, you've you've succeeded. We're going to talk Texas basketball now because you've made the dumbest bet in the history they of sports. I was not alone. Year. What do you mean you weren't alone? It was a combined bet. What How is, drunk were you? We were not. We were not. Where were you? We were sitting at the table and we did started discussing Texas basketball. Who's we? Um, me and my crew. Did you do this before or after you saw Shaka's new hairdo? It was after. It was definitely after. Okay, but we we how, got a $1,200 ticket out there. Okay, I agree. This is the most experienced team, most talented team he's had. Okay? Right. And I like the fact that they got veteran guards. You got to win in March with guards. That have been through hell here. Oh, yeah. Right. Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey, right. Matt Coleman. Matt Coleman drives me crazy. You but talk about the dog and Courtney Ramey. I like the dog and Courtney Ramey, and I like the Andrew sniper Jones is good. assassin mentality of Andrew Jones. But right. my problem is Shaka keeps putting three-point shooters out on the floor like his team can shoot threes, and they're always the worst in the league at shooting threes. They don't play inside out. They don't rebound. They don't do manage. You think Jericho they Sims don't do things away from the ball. They don't set screens. They don't move without the ball they're just not well coached let's let's see what happens chip let's see what happens when the first game is played and we'll see what happened after the second game is i mean played. if they We're had going... a if they had a dog like like glenn rice or just a dude that would just wanted to cut your throat who could get it done on his own maybe but they don't have that guy maybe it's oh, greg brown's not skilled enough he's gonna he's gonna Grab everything around the rim and put it back, and uh, those, some of those buckets they lost. They're, right, he's gonna they get need it. that, but they, they also need to run some pick and oop for him, like they should have for Jackson Hayes. And now you got Jericho Sims back too, who's gonna be that monster on the boards. He's solid, but he's not. 
He don't have to be the scorer. He's going to be the right. guy that's going in there to but be But he and rough. Greg Brown are kind of playing the same role there. You think? I think Greg is going to be more of a of a slasher. He can he can get to the rim. He can play on the perimeter. He can go out okay, there. Okay, then he needs to then play him at the three. Yes. Yes. Put him at the three and let him go Play Kai and stuff. Jones and, and Jericho down low. How you feel about Kai Jones? How would you like to Prospect. have a, how'd you like to have a long at, long 6'9 small forward? Hello. You think Shaka can figure that out? Yes. All right. Yes. Told you, 1200 bucks is sitting out there, bro, right now. If they win the national championship, they're 75 to 1. How are you taking bullets for Herman and Shaka at the same time? Because I've. You I'm, can only be in one place at one time. No, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of everybody going to get at their necks. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start supporting them. Maybe, that, maybe I was the problem. Maybe I was <laughs> falling into the line of everyone else, and now I'm going up with bet. a paddle. You said you bet. I put 200. in $200. There's 12, we have a $1,200 ticket. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly what the payout is. Oh, I'll tell you what it is. It's $90,000. There you go, baby. Oh, I can't wait. Oh. Put that on the wall. Oh, you ain't Salty. got to. I got the ticket, baby. Put I got that the on the wall. Of the ticket. We'll put it up. Harge's $1,200 bet on Texas to win the national championship. I know you hear me, Shaka. Win him $90,000. Hey, we're going to the Sizzler if we hit that, or baby. His, his cut. He gets a sixth of it. <laughs> Let me see what divided by six. Hardest cut is 15000 Holla at your boy. All right, let's let's uh, let's check in with the coach's corner, David Beatty. What did he think of that Texas-Oklahoma State game? What does he think of the Texas-West Virginia game? It is the let's bottom line. If you got to be somewhere at eight, you better hustle. In the immortal words of Judy Brown. Happiness is a choice. We're happy you're spending some time with us off the rails on a Thursday. Uh, We hope you'll take a second right now to become an organ donor and sign up to give the gift of life at DonateLifeTexas.org. All right, let's go to the hotline. It's time to go into the coach's corner with our man David Beatty, former head coach at Kansas, former uh, assistant on Mark Mangino's staff at Kansas, also assistant at Texas A&M, recruited Miles Garrett to the Aggies, worked with Johnny Manziel, Mike Evans, David Beatty. David, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good, guys. How y'all doing? I mean, Harge is trying to – he's starting to believe in these Longhorns after that wild, are you kidding me, yet again, finish – to the Oklahoma State game. Down 11 in the third quarter. They come back. 100-yard kick return. The offense kind of goes from pedestrian to precision once again late in a game. David, I mean, Texas fans need heart paddles for this season. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I will say this, man. Um, it, from a coach's perspective, from the outside looking in, you know, when, when I turn on that tape and I look at every game that Texas has played, the one thing that sticks out to me is these guys are tough. And what I mean by that is, man, it takes a tough mentality to be able to do what they've done in the second half of games and be able to fight their way back and give themselves a chance to win. Now, hey, listen, there's a bunch that goes into going down. I get that. I understand that. But from a coach's perspective, we look at the things that, that are going to give us problems, right? Well, if you're a Texas fan – 
from a coach's perspective, I can guarantee you there's not a coach in that league or in the country that turns that tape on that doesn't say, oh, we better bring it this week because these cats are tough now. Yeah, and that's what I continue to look at too, David. And I wanted to ask you this, and this is from a coaching perspective, so I want you to be 100% honest with us. When you have a rotation in the backfield of of Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson, and Keontae Ingram, how do you decide what's the hot hand? Like, the reason why I ask that is because Bijan Robinson had four carries, 41 yards. He was ripping them off, and then all of a sudden, he doesn't come back in. How do you establish a running back to get the hot hand without trying to rotate everybody through? Well, that, that, that is a little bit more difficult than, than what you think when you have three healthy backs. Now, the thing is, that hadn't really been the case with Texas the entire year. I mean, right. they've, they've had issues with injuries there the entire year, so it's almost kind of been, uh, you know, who's available, right? Now, I thought Dijon showed up last week and, and really stuck out. Now, the, the reason he didn't come back in, you know, he's been suffering some injuries. He may have nicked himself up and – you know, that's one of those situations that doesn't necessarily give you an advantage to tell everybody what's going on with those guys. And I don't know that that, that is true. I don't know. I do know this, that he looks like he's starting to mature, man. And when you're a freshman, man, people don't understand this. That, that guy was the best running back rated by, by me and my staff, I know, in the country last year. We thought he was the number one guy in his class. He is a very talented guy. There's no doubt about it. But, man, freshman – Dude, they are like cocker spaniel puppies. You bring them, you bring them home, and they are biting and peeing and everything, and and they're gonna do that until they bite that cord and it shocks them. And when they when they get shocked, they realize, man, that hurts. And it's it's either am I gonna play hurt and do those stupid things, or you know what's gonna be important to me? And you finally gotta learn not to bite those cords, and you gotta learn how to be a college student. You gotta learn how to do laundry. I mean, there's a lot of things they're doing for the first time in their lives, right? And it takes them a, a few games to come back on the radar. And Bijan is kind of an example of that. Man, uh, you know, I think we've got to get those guys healthy. I think this offense has got a, got a chance to be maybe one of the most explosive in the country, and they already are. They're putting the points up to prove it. If they can keep people healthy, man, there's just been so many guys nicked up. And I think that's a testament to Texas. They've got some depth because they've got a bunch of guys playing. Well, let me ask you this, David, because you and I were talking a little bit yesterday, and – the, the offense has been explosive, but then they had to channel it down and grind the running game against Baylor, and they, they stuck with the running game, to their credit, against Oklahoma State enough to where, you know, they were able to, to give the defense some rest and actually win the time of possession against Oklahoma State. But doesn't the defense have to get a little better in the back end for Yursich to be able to get back to going tempo and and using the stuff that Sam Ellinger is is best at, it's clear that this offense operates at its highest level when they're going tempo, which is the hardest thing for defenses to handle. I, I tell you, that's a, that's a good question. And let me start with this. First of all, I think we're seeing a Texas defense improve a little bit every week. I said it last week. They're getting a little bit better every week. They're making some key plays. That play by the on the last play of the game, phenomenal. Uh, you, you know how I feel about him, Chip. I mean, he's like you, man. He's a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, his future is bright, and I think that play is going to be a signature play for him. But you hit it on the head, man. I mean, listen, it's one thing to go fast. 
if you're getting it back, right? The teams that would go fast, you know, hey, just, we're going to be a go-fast team, we're a fast team. Well, listen, if you ain't getting it back a lot and, and you don't put first downs together, going fast can be your enemy, right? So, I, I mean, you're going to see guys like Yersich and guys across the country when they have to adjust to what's happened to them a little bit defensively. I do think that defense is getting a little bit better week after week, and I think that's certainly helping the offense because they are getting it back more. They created some turnovers the other day. they got to continue to do that. You know, this game, I still would have thought that Oklahoma, or excuse me, West Virginia would have owned the turnover margin uh, stat here. They, don't, they do not. And to me, that was the difference in the game last week. The turnovers was the difference in the game last week. For sure. And I think that's going to be critical here again. Well, we're talking to David Beatty in the coach's corner. Uh, penalties are still being a problem, but uh, special teams came up and, and showed up in this game. Uh, punter punted nine times, 47 yards. And then, you know, Deshaun Jameson running that kickoff back, no penalties. Those are the things that you wanted to see improvements on, but you definitely got to cut down on those penalties. How do you approach this with the penalties and the, the, the mishaps that continue to happen? Well, I am. I'm. I'm very glad to see you know for Texas that they they have really done a good job. And I think I told you guys I spent some time you know with Tom over the last few weeks and just listening to him really focusing on how to fix the problem special teams wise. And then I see it carry over the field. I mean, the guy is. It, you guys know he's one of my best friends, but he also is one of the smartest guys I've ever been around. There, the, the way that they they go uh, uh, after fixing things is very direct. Um, the thing that was great the other day, man, they made some plays. They made some really big plays in the special teams. This particular game, both teams do not fare well in the penalty category. Mm-hmm. Category. I mean, it, it's almost a push. It really is. Um, you got to continue to preach the little things and the details when it comes to penalties because, really, you go back to every penalty, and, and it basically starts – with the start, right? A great start makes for a great finish. I can I can guarantee you a pass interference starts with not bent knees by that DB. If you don't have your knees bent at that snap, man, this is a big play. Them cats going to run right past you. You know what I'm saying, Arch? Yes, sir. Keep them hands high. <laughs> you're going to get certain pitchers, right? Yes, so, right. You know exactly what your baseball term is, but you better be ready. When you look at West Virginia, West Virginia – just played its best game against K-State, beat them 37-10. to And their defense is number one in the Big 12 against the run, number one against the pass, number one in interceptions and sacks. The offense, the quarterback doesn't run, but how do you see this matchup, David? Okay, um, listen, they, they are number one in a bunch of categories defensively. So, that I, I totally give those guys credit. I think that the, the Stills brothers are a problem. They're actually one of the better pass defending teams in the league with their secondary. They got some good players. They really do back there in the back end. I think they may have the best secondary in the Big 12. Uh, Neil, I have so much respect for him. He is a terrific coach. He has done so much with this football team that people won't see. That may be the biggest concern is Neil Brown. He's a really good football coach. There's no doubt about it. But here's the thing you got to look at. They play Baylor, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Texas Tech, and Kansas State. Their defense is number one in the league in all those categories, but they have played. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The bottom half of the league. They have not played the top half of the league statistically. It's going to be interesting to see if they can continue to do that. And, I, you know, this is going to be a big challenge for them because, yes, they're number one defensively in, in several categories, and including total defense and scoring defense. Or great, They do play great run defense, which is great. But it's going to be interesting because they're playing against a real offense, I think, this week. I don't think people give Texas enough credit. Listen, I know we want all those little things fixed. I know we – these dudes are good now. <laughs> I mean, they can play. They put – Harge, back me up, brother. They put points on the board. Thank you. Oklahoma State was giving up 12 points a game. 12 points. They quadrupled that. Hello. <laughs> and they normally keep people underneath their average. That's right. All right. Well, it's gonna be wild and woolly. You got a you got a prediction for this one? I think I don't think it's gonna be close. I think Texas takes this one, you know, by a good margin. That's that's just me. Okay. No, it ain't just you, homie. It's me too. <laughs> How about this? How about this? I, I'll have I'll have whatever y'all are drinking. It's called belief, Chip. It's called belief. All right. All right. I'm 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 listening. All right. Hey, David, you're the best. Let's do it again next week. Chip, you're the legend, man. I appreciate you so much. We gotta get on that tennis court. You gotta give me some, some pointers so I can beat my wife in that game. She kills me all the time. I got you. I got you. I got you covered in that area. That's good stuff, right? Later, there. coach. All right, we'll come back with Mike Roach. Horns twenty four seven. Talk a little recruiting. Yeah, we'll do that. Bottom line the rails on a thursday make sure you uh get to the podcast page if you miss any part of the show good stuff with david Beatty. you all are drinking from the same well hey it's well the fountain of confidence that's right that's right if you don't have it it's hard to go find it right i mean it's hard to go find it you don't already have it i i I don't even know what to say to that. All right, let's go to the hotline and uh, check in with our man Mike Roach, recruiting guru, Horns 24-7. And, Mike, um, you wrote a very interesting story over at Horns 24-7 in the Stampede about where Texas is as a program. Why don't you, uh, why don't you recap that for our listeners who all need to be over on Horns 24-7, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's more just kind of a look at, at where things are and, and having an honest conversation about where this program is right now. And when you're looking at the recruiting scene and you look at what um, the elite schools in the nation can do, uh, you know, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Oklahoma to an extent, um, you know, you're seeing that, you're not, in a lot of cases, even able to play in the same league with those schools anymore. You know, it used to be that Texas could go head-to-head with just about anybody in the country, especially for kids in Texas, and be fine. And then, um, you know, over the years, I think that's kind of eroded a little bit. And recently, um, you know, they're they're not even winning heads-up battles all the time with schools like Baylor and TCU. Um, 
and that's just kind of uh, speaking to where the program's at at this point. So when you look back at things like the Quinn Ewers decommitment, uh, the Billy Bowman decommitment, those were two schools that leaned on those kids uh, in Ohio State, I think, to open up Quinn Ewers and um, Oklahoma to open up Billy Bowman. And, and it happened rather easily with both. So um, I think you've, you've really got to take a serious look at, at yourself. And that, that's just on the recruiting front. I think also if you watch the product on the field, um, against those teams, you, you can see that, uh, you know, I, I don't believe that, that either are really in the same league right now. When How much of the, the recruiting lull that Texas is in right now has to do with the, the seven new assistant coaches coming in? Because obviously recruiting starts years before kids sign, and there are probably some relationships developed. And then when you change out seven of your ten – uh, assistant coaches, those relationships probably change. Yeah, it certainly matters. Um, I think that Texas had done a good job kind of mitigating that in, in, in the spring and doing the best they could with COVID. But, and I think if they were winning, things would be a lot different. But it, it certainly doesn't help that most people don't know these coaches. They didn't get to meet them um, in person a lot. You know, they dealt with a lot of them over the phone and over Zoom and things like that. So that's always hurt. And I think that, you know, they did a really good job getting ahead in the 22 class. But just the setback of losing a guy like Quinn Ewers has, has really hurt their 2022 effort. And, um, you know, just the questions around Herman's job and, and if those assistants are even going to be there again. So uh, a lot of things at play right now, you know, kind of working against them. Yeah, and I, I would agree with you to a little bit of that because you sit and you look and you look at kids that are two years out. I don't ever trust a kid that is two years out. There's going to be a lot of flip-flopping. Coaches are still going to go after those kids. So we might have lost yours. We might have lost Billy Bowen. Uh during this process because of some of the things that you touched on. But I also believe that kids do read what's being said. Kids do listen to coaches that are supposed to be on the fire or getting under fire or possibly losing their jobs. So to me, this is part of the process of people, the outside noise that people continue to say that they don't hear, they hear. And for me thinking if Tom Herman's not going to be here, Absolutely, I'm going to open up my recruitment, especially if I got a relationship with Tom and I got a relationship with Andre Coleman or whoever else on that staff, and I don't think they're going to be here. So I'm not too shocked with that. But is there any other things that you're hearing besides those key elements right there? It's just more of the same. It's more of um, a lack of trust in Texas to be able to develop and get kids to the next level. Um, you know, I think that it, obviously they came in with a lot of expectations this year and they haven't met those expectations all the way. So, um, you know, maybe, hey, maybe beating Oklahoma State galvanizes the team and they right the ship and, and went out and, and that changes things. But early in the season, when you look at struggling with a team like Texas Tech and then um, getting beat, you know, just per, getting beat pretty bad by TCU and then, you know, not being able to put away a, a struggling Oklahoma team at the time, I think that the guys look at that and think that's the same old Texas and it's just to the point where they're running out of uh of the benefit of the doubt all right so it it Billy Bowman commits to OU and is that the school to beat you think for Quinn Ewers no I would say Ohio State Ohio State I would I would give the best odds to at this point yeah um and and look I think Texas is going to continue to pursue Quinn Ewers 
Um, they've got some, some natural ends there, you know, obviously with him growing up a Texas fan, but um, they're, they've also moved on a little bit and, and they've offered Kate Klubnik from Westlake. Um, so, I mean, they're going to they're gonna look at all their options there. It, it, it's always tough to get a kid back once he decommits, so I think you have to be pretty thorough in your options. And Jatavian Sanders, the five-star uh, defensive end, who is currently committed to Texas in that uh, in the twenty one class? I know you checked in on him. What uh, what are you what are you sensing in his recruitment? Everything I hear with Jatavian Sanders says that he's still uh, pretty firmly committed to Texas, and that among the the committed people in the class, he's one of the ones leading the charge of keeping the class together. Um, you know, however, he is very close to Billy Bowman. He is still hearing from schools like Oklahoma. So I think you definitely have to watch at this point. But I haven't heard anything that would trigger any suspicion about him at this point. Um, any uh, any other nuggets? The, the Cade Klubnik, give us your thoughts on that, uh, offering Cade, the quarterback at Austin Westlake. Yeah, I really like Klubnik, and I think that that's a kid. I mean, obviously, it, when you look at it in comparison to Quinn Ewers, you're always going to look at the number one player in the country. And I'm not sure anything's ever going to measure up, but this is Texas. We got arms. If we got anything, we got arms here. Um, and so uh, Klubnik is is a guy that I really like. Um, plays in, in that Todd Dodge system at Westlake. Very accurate. Can throw on the move. Um, he's getting a lot of interest from schools around the country. Clemson has started to really kind of put the pressure on him as well. So um, obviously some big schools in it for him. And, and I think that Texas is an offer he wanted for a long time. His family is uh, is pretty heavy Texas A&M alums, but growing up in Austin, uh, being close with Sam Ellinger, I think Texas has some natural uh, influence there as well. All right, good stuff. Good stuff from Mike Roach, Horns 24-7. Get over there for all the latest intel. Mike, thanks so much, man. Let's do it again next week. All right, sounds great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, we'll come back with a chip shot. We'll do it next. Oh, yeah. My man, Breezy thinks I'm crazy. But that's okay. I've been called worse. Trust me. But my man, Breezy and his crew over at Horns 24-7, we just heard from Mike Roach. Get over and check him out. My man, Breezy stays up late to make sure you get all the latest and the greatest news over at Horns 24-7. And then he gets up and comes here with us every morning from 6 to 9 a.m. But here he is with his commentary for the day, the chip shot. You know, they say in radio, don't be predictable. And I got to give it to my man, Harch, because today (laughs) he was unpredictable. I mean, this guy, he is... Just throwing water all over my man, Gary Gilbert, but he is all in on these Longhorns against West Virginia. I mean, and what's even just out of his mind, are you kidding me? There is no common sense being used at all. He's part of some twelve hundred dollar bet on Texas basketball to win the national championship. Seventy five to one. And we're not talking about the women, which would be understandable. <laughs> That's where you should have put the twelve hundred bucks on the Texas women's basketball team. We're talking about the men's team. Seventy five to one. Oh boy. <laughs> Harge, I'll have whatever you're having. Hey. Told you. Miller Lie, baby. I will have whatever <laughs> you're having. Harge, they must first get to the tournament which in years past has been a bit 
of a struggle. It's a fair statement, Salty. Salty. Fair so you are solid point. I mean, more than 100% it. Oh, I'm all in. All right. I would like to just say that this chip shot is for the Texas fans and Cowboys fans out there. You have been through a lot. You've been through a lot. You've had a, you've had a rough year. You've had a rough year. You've had Mad Dog 2020 and everything that comes with that. And you had high hopes. You thought it was all maybe going to come together. And, and 2020 was going to have a, a great finish for you and your teams. Yes, yes. And then record scratch. <laughs> the Longhorns. Go out to Lubbock and pull off a miracle and then come home and look like they didn't practice all week against TCU and then against Oklahoma. Penalties, everything. I went back and looked at that game because I, for the insider this week at Horns 24-7, I talked to a couple of coaches and I had to go back and look at what they were talking about. And it's been one thing or another that has derailed Either the offense or the defense. Penalties. I mean, dropped passes, dropped interceptions. But by God, they found a way to beat Oklahoma State. And now I don't even know if Texas fans want Texas to keep winning because they hear that the the big money machine at Texas might have its eyes on Urban Meyer and trying to woo Urban. And Texas fans are now like, huh, that guy's won national championships at each of his last two schools. <laughs> and then you Cowboys fans, it was looking good, right? Dak Prescott, this offense, and one by one, guys fell to the ground and into the tub. Tyron Smith, mm. Zach Martin, mm. center retires, and... Dak Prescott goes down. I mean, Leighton Vander Eggs, all of it. Scrambled. The secondary's hot garbage. We can't get Jared to go spend money on Earl Thomas. Now, in hindsight, that might have been a good idea. But why on earth didn't he trade Alden Smith? Seattle would have given up a fifth or sixth round pick for Alden Smith, who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year anyway. Mm-hmm. Take the picks, give them up, and then go sign them in free agency if you want. But no. Jera has got all the answers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jera. Jera. Guys, great at making money. Guys, terrible at making football decisions. So I just want to say to my Texas Longhorns and Cowboys fans out there, it's Coors Lights for you. I'm here for you. I'm a Lions fan, so I know how you feel. And I am here for you. 
Thank and you. I, I understand your pain. Each day, I'll just try to articulate why you're feeling the pain. I'm going to try and be like your physical therapist and your your mental therapist. Psychotherapist. Psychotherapist. There you go. We're going to kind of feel where your pain is, and then I'm going to tell you why you're hurting. I don't know if that'll help or not, but I'm here for you. Mm, mm, mm. And as far as this week, the Stillers taking on the, the Cowboys. Go back to the horns. Go back to the horns. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about And Garrett that. Gilbert, I trust. He played for the Cleveland Browns. He knows what it's like. He knows he knows what those Stillers are like. Bro. The Steelers just added a guy from the Jets. Avery Williamson. Oh. Man. Oh. Steelers are making moves, making <laughs> money moves. And Mike Tomlin was asked, "Who? how do you prepare for either Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert? He said, we're preparing for Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, the Steelers are pretty locked in right now. So, but West Virginia, West Virginia, they're only 4-1 and one against Texas in Austin. But maybe this Texas team figured something out. I asked Joseph Osai, what's going on? You guys are fitting the run better, getting a pass rush. And he's like, yep, we're putting an extra time on our run fits. It's working. Now we just got to get the defensive backs to turn around and look for the ball. <laughs> I mean, that defense and those four turnovers saved the day last week because otherwise they got they got doubled up. But, hey. It's part of the game. Harge is feeling something. Oh, yeah. Hopefully it's not gas. No, I already took care of that. You think Texas is going to – they're going to cover? Yes. Okay. Yes. You think they win by 10? At least. At least, he says. At least. Wow. They're coming home. Can we get some – P. Diddy, if they coming came, home. They came home against TCU. That was different, man. We're different time. Oh, Chip. it was different? Yeah. Oh. It's a different time. Okay. My bad. They got something going. They Is got the something. band going to be there this week? Can we start that conversation back up? Nope. Nope. They went, hey, look. they Salty, don't you still have some band friends or something? Can you find out what's no, going on? I graduated a while ago. <laughs> I mean, Chip, it's don't you have minute. some alumni band friends? That are still in the know? Mm-mm. Come on. A lot of people fall out of the band after the first two years. Really? Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. High turnover ratio. I'm not hearing the band is going to be there. But maybe they'll figure something out tonight or tomorrow night. Well, um, I can't wait, regardless of what's happening. Okay. I can't wait for Saturday, 11 a.m. What would you say? 0-2 this season? 0-2. At 11 a.m.? It's TCU in Oklahoma Three at 11 a.m. Hey, then this is perfect. Three strikes and you're out, right? Tom Herman has a losing record <laughs> He's, at Texas at 11 a.m. He, he is now at uh, ground zero. Well, he's he's battling. He's got an 0-2 count right now at 11 a.m., man. Is what? he Randy or Rosarina? <laughs> he's going to have to try to figure out. He's seeing that slider, Chip. That slider keeps coming through. and he's, It's a fastball. It's a fastball. Now he's going to make a mistake, and they're going to give him that fastball, and he's going to turn it around. Let's go. Let's go, Herman. Come on, Hermanator. Let's go. Mensa. Mm, mm, Mensa mm, up. Man. Let's go. Because Neil Brown, in year two. He's getting better. He's getting better. Yep. 
He said, coming into the year, he came on our show and he said, at the end of the 2020 season, we want to be one of the most improved teams in college football. And they look like it. And you he's, said he's it. on track. You said it too. You were talking about it. You said this guy can coach. Look at he, what he tell you when he came on the show. Hey, Chip, we won some games over at Troy. At Troy. Elsa. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't forget about that. Right. So. Right. Yeah, I'm fine with it. But hey, the buck stops here, player. Okay. Well, this is Neil Brown's first trip to Austin. We'll see how that goes. Oh for one. Okay. Oh for one. All right. Calling my shot. All right. I'll give you the number tomorrow. By the way. On our podcast page. Salty, are these the odds for Texas basketball to win the national championship? 80 to 1? 80 to 1. Yeah, yeah. All right. Because all the money was pouring in on them. (laughs) So you got in at 75 to 1. You missed out. Sorry. I ain't getting greedy, bro. You could have put that 200 bucks in your kid's college fund. Somebody just told me, Harge, you could have donated to the girls' girls' Girl Scout cookies, and you would have got some cookies. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I can think of a bazillion things you could have put that two hundred bucks. Yeah, in much All better right. ROI on that. <laughs> All right, we'll come back, give you a couple nuggets, send you off to Dan Patrick. It is an off the rails Thursday here on the Bob. Seven years ago today, our man CB, Chris Bennett, greatest volunteer producer in radio history. Still getting up early over in the state of Washington, waking up early to listen to us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he posted a picture of his new digs in Washington. It's beautiful. Yep, yep. Probably a little chilly, but it's beautiful. And reminding us, seven years ago today, Texas hired Steve Patterson as athletic director. Everybody thought it was going to be Oliver Luck, but there was sentiment on the the search committee put together to hire the athletic director that Mac Brown needed to go. They ended up hiring an athletic director who, I mean, Oliver Luck apparently told the search committee, if something's going to happen to Mac Brown, I'd prefer it happen before I get here. And that sort of rankled a few members on the search committee and then they went and talked to Steve Patterson, and he was asked, what about having to make hard decisions on on firings, letting go of people? And he said, I asked for 92 cuts when I was the president of the Portland Trailblazers, and I got 88. And so he got hired. And set Texas athletics back at least five years, at least. But helped everyone in the stands cool their thoughts by getting some alcohol. And it would have happened a year earlier if he would have gone through proper protocols. But he tried to ram it through without talking to the chancellor, and the chancellor busted him. Patterson was a wild card, man, an absolute wild card. Remember, he was trying to get, like, Texas's brand – overseas they go play basketball in china and he's taking all these trips to the middle east to saudi arabia where his wife is from coincidentally Hmm. huh huh how about that looks like it's uh, oh yeah yeah i mean texas fans just thank your lucky stars every day that chris del conte is your athletic director because in he got here in december of 17 
and in less than two years, he had more than $600 million in facility upgrades underway, raising money, getting the south end zone um, fixed up, new football complex, a new basketball arena, and every sport has really been touched by some upgrades from Softball and baseball, new indoor facilities, hitting pitching labs. Eddie Reese getting and his swimming pool. Finally, after 41 years. <laughs> Say that again, Chip. 41 years. <laughs> and track. all he does is get championships. Yeah, all he does is put the number one team in the pool, and it's an Olympic year, so right. he's going to have Olympians hanging around with all these longhorns. They're all going to get pushed and probably have the year of their lives. And and then track and softball also. Right. Getting new meeting rooms, new player lounges, new locker rooms, new training area. So thank your lucky stars, Texas fans, that mm. you have an athletic director who understands that the athletic director's primary job is hiring great coaches and raising money. And so far you look at the coaches that Del Conte has hired Edric Florial and track track is already you know up there now competing for national championships. Softball was number one in the country when the pandemic hit. Uh, Mike White, the softball coach, and Vic Schaefer, the head coach of the women's basketball program, who took Mississippi State to two national championship games. Right. So, I'd say the track record on hiring is is pretty stout so far for Chris Del Conte. And, look, you get the wrong athletic director in, it can be – it can set your program back five years. Right. You get the right athletic director in who knows how to hire coaches, and you're off to the races. You look at Joe Castiglione at Oklahoma, the consistency, the continuity, and even Scott Strickland, who was at Mississippi State and hired Dan Mullen and then hired him again at Florida. And I think – you look at Greg Byrne at Alabama, the the great athletic directors understand. And that's why I think, um, you know, this is a tough time for Texas. Right. Chris Del Conte did not hire Tom Herman. He did not hire Shaka Smart, but he's tried to support them and give them what they need. I mean, Tom Herman got seven new assistant coaches with big salaries. The coordinators, well, Chris Ash got a two-year deal because he's still getting money from Rutgers, but uh, Mike Yersich has got a three-year deal guaranteed at $1.7 million per, and Jay Bulware, special teams coordinator, got a three-year deal at 700000 per. And so they went out, spent money for Tom Herman to get new assistant coaches, and and here we are. Right. Here we are. Well, oh, oh, oh. But just be thankful that Dole's DVP, who, yes, he did bring beer. Thank you. Into the stadium. But and wine. And wine. You and torchies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could have had it a year earlier if he'd have just gone to the chancellor and said, hey, we're, we're, we're going to do this. You good with this? Because the chancellor said, you need a study. We need a study showing how other places have done it, what the results have been. We need some, you know, we would like some information Right. Before we sign off on this, and Patterson's like, okay. So we went, did the study, and then we got beer. Okay. So, meanwhile, Oliver Luck, 
You could have had Oliver Luck. And if we play that game, you had to get rid of Mac Brown. We have to try and figure out who Oliver Luck would have hired to be the football coach here. Doesn't he have a, didn't he have a relationship with Tom as well? Not to this level that, that not, uh, not really. Not really. I'll, I'll, I'll think about that. Yeah. I'll think about where Oliver Luck might have gone. Because to our caller earlier, Sterling, I believe it was, said it. Everybody wanted Tom Herman. That was the guy. They were having those backroom meetings. And I know that Red McCombs wanted uh, John Gruden. John Gruden, but they met in Bastrop. They did their well, thing. Well, actually, the big, well, it's so messed up. Right. 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 I mean, no one does a family squabble like Texas. And when the football <laughs> coach is in, in question, and it looks like there might be a new hire. Everybody has something to say. Of course. Because when you have billions, b- b- billions with a B. We got more Jerry Jones than the Cowboys have Jerry Jones. Right. At the University of Texas. That's right. So. So. Yeah. How's that work out for Jerry? Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> What's that fishing tournament where they you go try and reel in blue marlins off the coast of Mexico? That's pretty much where we're at right now. That's That's kind of. Where things are. I actually got one. I think of those the boats are going out into the water. They're out there checking it out. Waiting to see how. They got the guides leading them in the yeah, right direction. Yeah, they're waiting to see if the Marlins are jumping or not. Yeah. I love it. Oh, boy. Love All right. It. Well, you don't want to miss any of this drama because, you know, you haven't had the Tiger King for a while. So <laughs> you just got us. Welcome back. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Get to the podcast page if you missed any part of this one. Tomorrow, Free For All Football Friday with, of course, our man, Dan Neal Goose Gosselin. Salty, you're the best. Harge. In the immortal words of our brother from another mother, Sean Adams. The dream is free. The hustle sold separately. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Stay healthy and stay safe. Go get checked. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.